Thank you for tuning in to the Movement Podcast. We hope this message gives you a new perspective and inspires you to move towards God's purpose. For more information about the Movement Church, visit themovementchurch.co. And here is today's message. Good morning, the Movement Church. How's everybody going? Oh, come on, somebody. You can do better than that. Good morning, everybody. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Welcome to the second week of the Movement Online. Amen, amen, amen. You know what? If you are brand new here, this is your first time, this is your first time coming to church or you accidentally stumbled upon this program, let me tell you, I just want to welcome you. It's not an accident that you are here. Know that you are loved. Know that you are precious and know that God has a special purpose for your life. Amen, amen, amen. Today, I want to continue on the message series, What to Do on a Lockdown, Part 2. You know, church, do you know that right now, globally, all around the world, there are 2.8 billion people on a city lockdown. They can't get out from their home. They have to stay in their house. You know, same thing with our life. What to do? when your dream is on lockdown? What do you do when the desire of your heart is actually on quarantine? You know, I actually, I prepared a brand new message for this Sunday. I've already prepared the structure and things like that. I'm um, excited to, to preach that message. But I realize that some of you are going through difficult times. Some of you have lost your job. Some of you have lost your shift. Some of you have to with your own hand have to close your, um, your business because of the lockdown. And, and it, I get it, it's not easy. And that's why God speak to me in my heart. No, 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 you're not speaking that message, you're speaking this message to your church. You know, church, before I start preaching, I just wanna encourage you that we as a church, as the movement church, we want to be there for you. We want to be intentional with, with our online presence and we want to stay encouraging you and speak faith upon your life and pray with you. In uh, uh, Having said that, uh, with, with that said, we want to announce to you that we right now have opened more connect groups than ever before. Right? Before we only have 33 connect groups, but because of this COVID situation where people need to be prayed for, people need to be cared for, people need to be discipled for, we've, right now we have opened 60 connect groups all around Sydney. Come on, somebody give God a mighty praise. Yes, right now I can confirm today we have 60 different services, connect services happen all around Sydney right now. You know what? Maybe you don't know this, but in the last two years, the church has been working so hard, preparing these leaders, you know, love the broken and then um, equip these precious people. We train them to be a great connect group leaders. And now all of them, one by one, come to us and say, Pastor, I'm ready. I know that the, the, the people need to be prayed for, cared for. I'm ready. I'm going to open a, a connect groups and things like that. So right now we have 60 connect groups all around Sydney. You know, how many of you thank God that the church of God is ready? We are ready for this. We are prepared for this. Come on, somebody shout. We got this. Come on. So good. You know what? The greatest drawback of social distancing is the feeling of isolation. The feeling that you are alone. The feeling that you have to go through this season by yourself. You know what? I've spoken to a mother, to a mom before, you know, at four o'clock in the morning. Four o'clock in the morning at Sydney time, she called me and she said, you know, 
Pastor, I don't know what to do. You know, my husband is a doctor. He's a specialist in, in lung doctors. And then he, he, he needs to be in front line. He, every single day, there is 40 to 50 people ringing him and say, is this coronavirus? Is this coronavirus? What do I need to do? I still love him. I don't want to lose him. But you know what? The, a, a lot of his other doctors is, is already getting sick, getting catching the coronavirus. What do I need to do? You know, it's hard. You know what? It's even harder that if it's come from your own mother. Yes, church, I want you to pray for me. Because pray for our family as well because that's my dad and my mom is actually going through that. You know, some of you are going, maybe not going through that extent, but some of you are going through difficult times. And let me tell you, 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 you don't need to go through that alone. Your life was never designed to be lived alone. So if you're not part of any groups or any family, or you don't have anybody to talk to, I want you to really please join a connect group today. You know, come to, go to our website, themovementchurch.co, and then fill in your details there. And one of your, our leaders is gonna contact you and they care for you, they're gonna love you, and they're gonna pray with you. Amen, amen, amen. And I wanna confirm, and announce to you that all 60 Connect Groups are now fully transitioned to a Zoom video con conferencing platform. We know and we believe that your health is actually um, our highest priority. You know, now you can get stronger at home. Come on, somebody. You can get disciple at home. You can get disciple in your pajamas. I'm pretty sure that 80% of my son and daughters right now is on pajamas right now. Amen. So, okay, enough of that right now. Let's go to the preaching. Amen. 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 Today, we're going to learn the stories in the Bible on how people of faith not just survive in their lockdown, but they overcome and they get uh, coming out stronger, a lot stronger through their lockdown. We're going to learn the story in the Bible on how people like Joseph, people like Paul and Silas who are actually in a lockdown. And they turn their opposition into an opportunity. They turn their press, uh, pressure into a treasure. You know, if you are coming here, as a, if you came here today under pressure, your backs are against the wall and you don't know what to do. You don't know who to talk to. Well, you've come to the right time to join the movement family. You know what? I want to share with you three things that these people of faith did to turn their lockdown into a total victory. Amen. So number one, everybody shout number one. Number one, you got to filter your feed. You got to filter your feed. You know, our heart and our mind is like our Instagram or Facebook feed. You know, these days we have access to 24-7 global updates. We have access to 24-7 global news, you know, constant global notification. And also to top, uh, to top that, we've got billions of opinions running all over the globe. And we can access that with the touch of our fingertips. And if we don't apply the filter in our feed, it is very easy to be overwhelmed. You know, some of us uh, came here today overwhelmed by the, the amount of fear, doubt, 
and anxiety. You know, one of the things that we have to do to protect our soul and our heart in a season like this is that we need to learn to be vigilant in filtering our feet. Oh, come on, somebody help me preach today. You know, filtering our feet. You know, I thank God that the Bible, you know, Paul in the Bible knew that this is going to happen. So that's why in, in, in the Bible, in Philippians 4 to 8, he actually teach um, the, the church in Philippi to, to, uh, to, to teach them that there are five filters that you need to apply in the situation like this. Are you ready? Philippians 4 verse 8 says this. So keep your thought continually fixed, continually fixed on all that is what? Number one, authentic and real. Number two, honorable and admirable. Number three, beautiful and respectful. Number four, pure and holy. Number five, merciful and kind, right? So uh, Paul says that there are five filters that we need to apply in our thought life, in our hearts. The first one, we need to ask the question, is it authentic? Is this news real or is it fake? We gotta always check the source. Is the source is actually from the devil or the source is actually from God? Is it authentic or is it fake? But number two, yes, it is authentic, but that's not the only filter that we need to apply. The second filter is the honoring. You know, in days like this, we got a lot of opinions. A lot of people has got a lot of opinions. But you know what? Yes, we, we need to have our own opinion, but the second filter that we need to ask ourselves is that, is it honoring? Are we honoring our leaders? Are we honoring our spiritual, spiritual mentor? Are we honoring our government? Because they, God chose them to, be, uh, to have up, um, authority in our lives. So the first one, is it authentic? Second one, is it honoring? Number three, is it respectful? Is it respectful? You know, we need to have a spirit that is respectful. Respectful and honoring towards one another. The fourth one, is it pure? Is our heart our motive? What is our motive in this? Is, is this um, pure or is not pure motive? Number five, and I love this, is it kind? You know, in life, is it merciful and kind? You know, in life, if you have to choose between to be right or to be kind, always choose kindness. Amen. The apostle Paul was not asking us to be ignorant or doesn't know what to do about um, what the uh, happening around us, but rather the uh, apostle Paul wants us to be deliberate. He wants us to be intentional, and he wants us to be purposeful about what we allow to come in and to stay in our hearts. You know what? Because he understand that what we consume would quickly do three things. The first one, what we consumed on daily level, it will affect our thinking. Secondly, it will color our emotion. And last but not least, it will impact our behavior towards one another. Okay? So for peace, listen to this carefully, for peace to reign within you, one must limit their exposure to the things that still are peace. For peace to reign within, one must limit their exposure to the things that will still are peace. 
filter your feed. Church, I believe that it's time to unfollow the voice of fear. It's time to follow the voice of faith. It's time to unfollow the voice of doubt and anxiety. It's time to follow the voice of God. For God hasn't given you the spirit of fear, but God has given us the spirit of power, spirit of love, and spirit of sound mind. Amen, amen, amen. Everybody shout number two. Number two. Point number two is always highlight His goodness. Always highlight His goodness. Now, I want to speak to you about the power of being grateful. You know, so many of us live depressed, live in defeat because we choose to highlight the wrong thing. We highlight the things that we don't have rather than highlighting the things that we do have. We choose to highlight the things that we've lost rather than highlighting the things that we still have. You know, that's why Paul, Apostle Paul, again, speaking to the church of Philippians, uh, Philippians 4, um, verse 6 to 7, the Bible says, Paul says, do not be anxious about anything. I know some of you came here with anxiety of losing your job or catching the virus or anything like that. But Philippians 4 to 6 to 7 says, do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with what? With thanksgiving, with gratefulness, present your request to God. You know, we, uh, Paul says, uh, Paul says, you got to pray like this. God, I may have le- less shift in my job, but I just want to say thank you, Lord, because I still have a job. You know, God, I may not be able to go out from my home, but I just want to say thank you, Lord, because I still have a home. God, I may not be able to see my friends. I like him. I like her and things like that. But you know what? I want to thank you, Lord, because I still have family that love me and adore me. You know, a lot of us, we live in a state of defeat because we choose to highlight the wrong thing. We always highlight on the things that we don't have rather than choosing to highlight things that we do have. You know, Philippians 4, verse 6 to 7 says, do not be anxious about anything. But in gratefulness, in thanksgiving, you know, um, present your prayer request to God. Then, the promise of God says this, then the peace of God, come on, somebody shout peace. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, who surpasses all understanding. You know, I don't know why I have peace. I, I, I may lost my job, but I don't know why I'm smiling. I don't know why I have, I have peace. Let me tell you, my friend, that is the peace of God. It's not a peace from the world, but it's actually peace of God. The peace of God is actually transcends your understanding. The peace of God that transcends our understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. You know what? Church, let me tell you, the world right now is under a short supply. You know what is in short supply other than toilet paper and hand sanitizer? It's the currency of peace. The world is looking for peace. And God says in this this chapter, God says, you want peace? Well, you got to choose gratefulness. Right? Come on, somebody. Shout it. Choose gratefulness today. Come on. Instead of focusing on what you don't have, we got to focus on the things that God has given to you. I want to encourage you every day, moving forward. Please ask yourself, what are you 
grateful for today? What are you grateful for today? You know, Oprah Winfrey says this, be thankful for what you have and you'll end up having more of that. If you concentrate on what you don't have, you will never, ever have enough. Okay, I remember one day, um, one of our members, Tommy Bong, actually um, sent our group, which is a um, young, young family group that we have, our Connect group, a, a message. You know, at that time, our Connect group is actually quite anxious, quite fearful about what's happening outside the world. And, um, and Tommy, out of everybody, you know, if, to put things in perspective, Tommy last week had to close his business, his baby, close his cafe. He cannot open his cafe. He has to close it and things like that. So out of the whole people who doesn't have a reason to be grateful, Tommy sent a message says, you know, Pastor, I just want to, uh, you know, guys, I just want to be grateful on a simple thing. I just want to be grateful. I just want to thank God that on my last day of, of my business, a pensioner came to me, a pensioner came to me and said, Tommy, I just bought you a toilet paper. This is for you. I just want to be thankful and grateful. And he sent us another message and he said, and on the same day, a lady came to my, my, my cafe and he said, Tommy, I want to buy 10 coffees and a coffee bag. I want to buy it from you so that you can have cash flow. Your business can have cash flow. He was speechless. And I just want to say thank you for, uh, yes, my, my situation is not perfect, but I want to thank God for the simple things that is happening in my life. It's so simple, right? But listen up. My God, after those two messages, the whole mood of our um, WhatsApp group changed. Everybody starting to say, yeah, I want to be grateful for this. I want to be grateful for that. I want to be grateful for my wife. I want to be grateful that I still have family. I want to be grateful that I still have a job. You see, gratefulness is powerful. Your gratefulness is contagious. And you know what, church? You know what, church today where, where, where peace is in short supply, the church of God has to choose to rise up and also wants to be the spreader of peace, of joy and gratefulness. And come on somebody, we need to be the person that say, oh God, I did not sleep well last night, but I just want to say thank God that I woke up this morning. Oh God, come on, somebody help me preach today. Oh God, my wallet may not be as full, but let me tell you, I want to thank God that my my belly and my family's belly is full, God. God, I, I, I may not have all I want, but God, thank you for supplying all my needs. God, I may not be where I want to be, but I want to thank God that because of you, I'm not where I used to be. I used to be broken but you found me. I used to be blind, but you saved me. You take me as your son. Come on, somebody. Help me preach today. Come on, somebody. No, no. When nobody wants you, God take you as your son. Is there anybody who wants to praise God for the things that he has done upon your life? Come on, somebody. You know, C.S. Lewis says this in 1942. He said, Satan will say, I will cause anxiety, fear, and panic. I will shut down businesses, school, and places of worship. Listen to this. This is 1942. And sports event. I will cause economic turmoil. That's what's happening today. 
But Jesus says, okay, when you do that, I will bring together neighbors, restore back the family unit, and I will bring them back to the kitchen table. I will help people slow down their life and appreciate what really matters for their life. I will teach my children to rely on me and not to the world. I will teach my children to trust me and not their money and material resources. So point number one, filter your feed. Number two, highlight, always highlight his goodness in your life. Number three, I want to close with this. Point number three is turn up your worship. Turn up the volume of your worship. I'm going to close with this. You know, I remember the story of Paul and Silas. These two guys were also in lockdown, but not just in lockdown. They were bruised. They were punched. They were kicked. They were battered. You know what? And they are locked up in an inner cell, inner stinking, wet, dark cell. And I remember, I don't know about you, but if I'm Paul and Silas, I'll straight go to self-pity. I'll straight blaming other people. Paul, this is your problem. No, no, no. This is your fault, Silas. But you know what? In that stinking cell, they choose to filter their feet. They choose to unfollow the voice of fear and follow the voice of faith. Number two, he choose to highlight his goodness. Silas, we may be bruised, but I thank God that we're still alive. I may be uh, bruised and in chain and also in prison, but I thank God that we still have one another. I thank God that the work of God is still expanding. I thank God that the gospel of God is still spreading. But third, last but not least, he didn't stop there. Because the first two was a defense mechanism, but the third one is a weapon, bro. They turn up the volume of their worship. Church, can I remind you that there is power in your worship? Church, can I remind you that the moment they began to lift up and turn up their volume of worship, their chain snap, their prison doors open, their lockdown is being open. You know what? Maybe. And just maybe God is calling their son, you and me, your son and daughter, his son and daughter, to come back to the heart of worship. Right now in, this, uh, in a total absolute lockdown, are we going to go down to self-pity and go down to blaming other people and blaming God? Or are we going to be the generation that kind of rise up and turn up our volume? You know, this week I stumbled upon a video in Instagram you know, about a city in Brazil, a third world country uh, 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 that is in absolute lockdown as well. You know what? Br this city in Brazil doesn't have the, the amount of wealth that we have. This city in Brazil doesn't have the amount of luxury food uh, um, uh, uh, that we have. It's a city of corruption. The corrupted city is a city that is uh, full of pollution and things like that. They have more reason to be ungrateful. They have more reason to shut down, uh, being shut down by fear and things like that. But you know what? That city in Brazil, from the ashes, their worship arises. From their ashes, they choose to turn up their volume of worship. And they sing this song, an old hymn, from the, their, their balconies, where there is no lights, there is no electricity. From their balconies, they sing the song. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, 
of fear is gone. You know what? I want you to watch this video. When I was watching this video, I was, I was in tears. I want you to watch this video. of crisis you have two choices you could either being shut down by fear or you could turn up the volume of your worship you know what when you got locked down you still have one final weapon and that weapon is called the weapon of worship you know when you got knocked out you still have one more move and it's the move of worship the moment Paul and Silas began to worship their chain snapped their lockdown got snapped if it wasn't because of the worship they would still be in that prison if it wasn't because of their worship they would still be in a lockdown if, if it wasn't because of the worship they sh would still be in chain and the same thing with our last church let me tell you that your victory is in our worship your healing is in your worship your breakthrough is in your worship and the moment we turn up our volume of worship that chain of depression snaps that chain of defeat snaps. Come on, somebody help me preach today. The, the moment we begin to worship, that chain of depression, defeat snap. Faith will begin to rise again. Hope will begin to rise again. And, 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 and come on church, is there anybody want to turn up their volume of worship today? You know, I want to pray for you. If this is the first time coming to church this morning, you don't know, you're coming with anxiety, you're coming with fear, you don't know what to do, you just lost your job or you, don't, you lost your, your family member, whatever it is. And you said, Pastor Roy, I want, I want you to pray for me. I want that peace. I want that hope. I want that answer. And that answer is in the person called Jesus. I want, to, I want you to pray this simple prayer with me. Come on, do you think we can do that? Now, I want you to pray this prayer with this prayer is a very simple prayer but this is one of the most powerful prayer in the universe because you're actually inviting Jesus your personal Lord and Savior with every eyes closed and every heart open you know what let's 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 pray this prayer one two three Jesus I know that I'm a sinner I thank you Lord for your forgiveness forgive me of all my sins from today onwards I want to accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. Guide me, lead me in your ways every day of my life. From today onwards, my life is in your hand. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen, 
Amen. If you've prayed that prayer for the very first time in your life, you know, congratulations, because you have been born again. You know, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you are born again. You're saved. And you know what? Even when today um, God calls you home, heaven is your home. I want you to be planted in a, a strong Bible-based church like the Movement Church. If, if you, you want to be prayed for, I want to be available for you. If you're blessed today, please send me a message. We as a team, we want to we, we want to hear that. You know, this is my Instagram account uh, at, at, at Roy Marcells. I want to hear from that. You know, at this moment of difficulty, the church has, has worked so hard. You know, the team has worked until midnight just to make sure that this online experience is available for you. And your testimony, your great news, and, and, and actually very, very encouraging to us. Amen. Church, that's it. Come back next week. Because Pastor Jessica is going to bring the word. Come on, somebody. She's my absolute favorite pastor. Come on, somebody. All right? Thank you, church. We love you. God bless you. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in to our next podcast. If you are blessed, we'd love to hear from you. So connect with us through our social media. Be blessed.